The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. Hey, it's Mariana. Welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. I just got back from New York Fashion Week and I thought I would talk to you guys a little bit about Fashion Week, how I attend the shows, why brands invite like certain influencers or people, how to get invited to the shows and how I work with brands during Fashion Week. So if you guys want to hear from that, keep listening before we get into the episode. Be sure to subscribe because I've got new episodes every single Tuesday. And if you're loving it, a five-star rating and review would be much appreciated. And we also have a few new Summer Fridays things. So Summer Fridays, brown sugar, lip butter bomb, is back and it's now permanent. It's available. You guys can get it at summerfridays.com and at Sephora. We also have our holiday sets. I can't believe we're already talking about holiday, but things have started launching. So we've got a lip set. So it's got a full size lip butter bomb plus three minis. It's so cute. You can try all of our shades in the set. There's also a mini jet lag mask set and they're all available at summerfridays.com and Sephora. So now let's get into the episode. So I am back from Fashion Week and I wanted to do this episode for you because I was like, I've been doing this for a long time and there's just a few things that I've learned. Or if you're just curious about like, what is Fashion Week? Why is my entire Instagram feed there? And like, what is going on? Why is everybody there? I wanted to just share like a little bit about it with you, the process, what I do, how it works, how it works for influencers and like what the whole point of everything is. So People are like, what is NYFW? So it stands for New York Fashion Week. And then as people go on to other cities, there's four major fashion weeks. And then there's also additional cities, but it's New York, London, Milan, and Paris. So it's abbreviated. Sometimes you see on social as like PFW or MFW. That just refers to the city that it's happening in. So for this episode, I'm going to be really focusing on New York specifically because that's the one I've done the most of. That's the one that just finished. And it's so much fun. So it's fun. It's work. But most of all, it's just like a really great time. It happens two times a year. So there's two different fashion weeks. So one happens in September and then the other one happens in February. The fall one that happened just now is for spring, summer of next year. And then the one that happens in February is for fall, winter of that year. So they are showing the next collection of the like upcoming season and the things that are happening next. So there's so many different reasons why people attend the shows. So Going back a little bit ago, I went to my very first fashion week for my old job when I was working in fashion and beauty news, and I went in February of 2013 for the first time. So it's been nine and a half years since my first fashion week, and I was just so honored to be there. I couldn't believe it. I remember going backstage for my very first show and like filming backstage, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to do this for a job. Like This is so amazing, and I just still feel that same way now. And back then it was very different. So it used to be in one location. It was called Lincoln Center. And all of the shows would kind of be in this one place. So you would kind of pop in and out of this one building all day. It was more centralized. It was uptown. And then over the years, it's changed. So when I started going then for work, bloggers at the time, they weren't even called influencers. Bloggers were just starting to go to shows. And it was really only a couple people who were even invited. So when I used to go then, I would be so thrilled for like a standing ticket. I would go to like anything 
anything that anyone would invite me to. And then it's definitely changed and evolved. So I started seeing a shift in what happened probably in like 2014 and beyond when they started invite, inviting like more influencers and Instagrammers and they started changing how they kind of did fashion week. And then I was just saying how they show for the next season. And so that's really how the fast fashion places can copy these pieces so quickly. So if you see like, how did they already have something that just came out and then one of these fast fashion places already copied it? It's because they're already showing what they're gonna produce for the next season. And so that's kind of how that happens so quickly. So there's a reason why they have these fashion shows and it's for a couple different reasons. So there are editors who attend the show and they're reviewing the shows. So it'll be like a review on Vogue or Women's Wear Daily, or there are people there to spot trends. So you might see an article that says like seven trends for next spring summer spotted at the New York Fashion Week runways. And they'll go through all of the shows and say, okay, I saw this specific color or a way that someone's styling something or a certain style of pant or material. And because all of these places are doing similar things, then that becomes what the trend is for the next season. There's also buyers who attend the shows and those are buyers either from like retailers so let's say the retail is net-a-porter and they're going to the show and they're seeing okay like I love this piece and this piece and so as things are walking down the runway they'll know what pieces they want for like their own retail website or store and then there's also stylists who attend so a stylist will attend and say like I want this piece for next week for a red carpet and then they'll pull that sample for their client and they'll dress them in a piece that's not even out or available yet. And then you'll see celebrities and friends of brands and then of course influencers. So in this episode specifically, I'll talk more about me as an influencer and kind of like what my role is and how I've worked through different fashion weeks. So there's a lot of different reasons why influencers will attend. So They'll either go to the shows and what happens for me is like a brand will invite me to a show. Then they'll send me a look to borrow. I have to give it back afterwards. And then I'll wear a look that's already available. So it's not a look from the runway, but it's a look that you can actually purchase right now. So it's to promote clothes that are currently available and you'll just wear something and you'll either be photographed outside by photographers or the brand will have a photographer there and they'll make sure that they get your photo as you walk in so that they can use it for their social or email or wherever this photo might go or Maybe they're promoting a certain bag or something, and then they want us to share the images on our social media. So that's for a couple different reasons, obviously, like brand awareness, positioning, or also like EMV, or I think there's another term another site uses, but basically it's earned media value. And let's say the goal of your boss or the company or the brand or however they choose to value what the show is worth to them and how much budget they put behind it is for this number. So this number is consisted of what a social post drives. So you might have seen like a long time ago, Kiara, she had her wedding and it was like it drove so much EMV for Dior during her wedding because of how much she was posting. And you'll see like different people's like media value of what they drive. So when a celebrity goes and posts like a really big, somebody that has a really big following, it drives a lot of EMV and especially with influencers as well. So that could be TikTok or Instagram of the EMV that drives. So if a brand really cares a lot about EMV, they will invite a lot of people who have a really big reach who can post on social so that they can hit this goal number or target that they have so that it reaches this number. 
So we don't really know our value as influencers. As brands, you use like different kind of platforms and then you can see who is driving the most amount of EMV. So like each post will be valued based on either like a dollar amount or a reach or a number. So that's why engagement's really important in these scenarios. It's not the only reason why people are invited. So some people are invited because they're friends of the brand or they're amazing content creators or it's a way that they style the shows or maybe they don't have a big following online, but they're a big street style star. So you know if this person attends the way that they style the clothes and how they look in them. The street style photographers will photograph them outside and those will go to press. So there's so many different reasons of like why an influencer would be invited to attend. Did you know that September is National Yoga Month? I got hooked on Aloe Moves, the streaming on-demand yoga, fitness, and mindfulness classes from the wildly popular Aloe Yoga Athleisure brand, and it has been transforming in so many ways. And to celebrate National Yoga Month, Aloe Moves wants everyone to flow for free. So receive 30 days free so you can choose from thousands of classes and give it a try. What I love that they have on here is not only like fitness and yoga and skills, but also mindfulness. And something for me is just like, I need a few minutes of mindfulness. And there's meditations for deep rest, journey through breath. There's also awakening the heart and then a sound bath for sleep. And I love sound baths. Mindfulness is so important to me because I have such a busy, hectic schedule. Sometimes I just need to take a pause and breathe or listen to some like relaxing music and it makes me feel so much better. And because I'm always traveling for work, I need something that's on the go. With over 3,000 classes for every level and over 100 new classes every month, you will always have fresh content. Ally Moves is the one-stop shop for everything wellness. Just need one app that has everything. There's yoga from beginning to advanced yoga practices, work up a sweat with bar, Pilates, cardio, and HIIT classes, and mindfulness that I just mentioned to soothe your busy mind with relaxing guided meditations, sound baths, and breath work, and even daily five-minute meditations if you're short on time. There's also self-care from gua sha and dry brushing tutorials to face yoga and nutrition classes so you can go beyond your fitness and mindfulness routines and incorporate self-care rituals into your schedule. Join me. Go to ALOMoves.com for 30 days for free. If you're loving it like I am, then snag 50% off your annual membership with code Mariana. That's code Mariana, but 50% off is only good in September for National Yoga Month. Go to alamoves.com and let's get started. I've touched on a little bit of who attends. So it's like editors and journalists, buyers, VIP clients who are like big spenders of the brand or friends of the brand who shop and wear it a lot. Friends of the brand, like maybe they're friends with the designer or somebody who's close to the brand. So then those people come or maybe it's owned by a parent company and those people attend. There's also celebrities, which is also really great for PR and press and the street style photos outside. And then there's sponsors of the show. So you a lot of times see sponsors for beauty or water or some sort of activation or something that's happening within the show so that these brands have more money to spend on the actual like production of it. So you'll see either a makeup sponsor or skin or hair and then those people get to attend the show as well. So let's say you are the hair sponsor for a show. You would get X amount of tickets for the show. You would invite people to come and then they would help promote the like collaboration basically that's happening between the show and the beauty sponsor. So what is it like to attend a show? It's definitely varied for me in the last nine and a half years. So when I first started going, I went on like the press side. So I would go for press because I was going for my old job and that's how I got to attend at first. So it was definitely like not as somebody who was being invited as like me as a individual person. It started to shift a little bit as Instagram came around and then there wasn't that many influencers and Instagrammers and bloggers and YouTubers yet attending the shows. So it was really competitive and it was still very editor buyer heavy 
And it was just like slowly starting to get a few seats for influencers. So if they only have 10 seats available per show, it's definitely competitive of like who gets invited to them. So once you get to the show, you get invited. There's a couple different ways. So you either like reach out to the brand. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit of like how to get invited to the show. But you get invited to the show, you attend. They're usually set on the hour. So it'll be like 9, 10, 11, 12, 1. That way when the show starts, there's like a little bit of a gap in between. So you have to have to like travel between the two of them. There's also like an official New York Fashion Week calendar. So they make sure to schedule those out. So there's time in between the shows so that you can make it to all of them so that nothing overlaps. The show usually lasts anywhere from like 10 to 20 minutes. The setup for it is very long and then you're sitting there for a while, but the actual show is so fast. You have to think like how if they have like 30 looks and they're all walking down and it's really fast. It happens so quickly. And I was not prepared the first show that I went to that it was going to be so fast. It's just such a fast paced thing. And you just think about how much work goes into it for such a like short moment. You'll be pre-assigned a seat to the show and it's either a seat or a standing room ticket. So when you go inside, it'll be like section B, row one, seat two. And then that's the seat that you're assigned. Some of the shows have only a singular row. So then everybody's in the front row. Some shows have multiple rows. Some shows have sections where there's only one row and then some sections where there are multiple rows. A lot of the shows that I went to this fashion week, they had one long front row all the way around so that everybody felt like they were in the first row. So if you were attended, you were a special guest of the show. And then usually they section them out by different types of seating. So if you're working with an outlet and you are an editor and you're there either like freelance or with a magazine, you'll kind of all sit together with press and editors in that area. And then stylists will sit together and then influencers will be in another area. So they usually section people off by category. And then if it's an international brand, they'll definitely section out influencers and then people also by region. So you might see a US area and you might see a European area. And then those influencers are also sat by region by department of what they do. So when I go to shows, I usually sit with other US-based influencers. So I end up seeing a lot of the friends over and over again at the same things and then celebrities sit together. And the reason why they do this is so when the photographer is walking around inside and they're taking those group shots, like you guys might've seen from the Fendi show, it was like Kim Kardashian sitting next to Sarah Jessica Parker. So that was like the celebrity area. And then you went over to another area where Kate Moss was and then those were like the supermodels. So then those models were sitting together. And then if you see a show where a lot of influencers are sitting together, that's why they kind of group together those people. And then they dress those people that are attending for the show. So when you get this group photo, everybody's wearing the brand of the show that you're attending. So the show usually says like, okay, let's start at 2 p.m. You get there at like a few minutes to two or at two. It might not start till 2.15 or 2.30. So everybody's kind of like mingling around, saying hi to each other, rushing to their seats, taking group photos. And then either like the music will start or the lights will dim or there's some sort of indication that the show's about to start and they'll have everybody sit down. Sometimes they might have like a piece of paper or plastic on the runway to keep it clean as everybody's coming to their seats. And then they'll remove it just before the show starts. And then when the show starts, it is so much fun. I love seeing the different venues, the music, the lighting, and it really sets the tone for the entire show. So I was talking to somebody the other day about like the differences of when Fashion Week used to be at one central hub versus how it is now and it's all spread out. And I think 
it really was the rise of like Instagram and social, which really changed this because you were seeing not only the clothes coming down the runway, but the entire venue. And then not only were you seeing it now in photos, but you're hearing it. Like, what does the music sound like? What is the vibe of the space? What is the lighting? Is there a view of New York City? Are you doing it inside of a iconic location? Is it somewhere unique to you? Does it really fit the brand? So it's so different now. It definitely makes it a little challenging logistically to go to all these different shows all over the city. But I, I love seeing like what a brand does and how the physical space really impacts what the show feels like. I went to the Carolina Herrera show. It was at the plaza and that just felt like, of course, it should be at the plaza. Like it's an iconic New York location. It had theater music playing. The clothes were so joyful and bright. And then the space that it was in felt appropriate for the brand. And so I loved attending that show because of the whole theatrics that went around the actual show happening. And so that part is so fun because sometimes you don't know what you're walking into until you get there. The show I love this season was Tory Burch. The venue was so grand. It was on the water. It was right at sunset was happening. And it was my last show of New York Fashion Week. And it was just such a magical way to end it. And I, I loved it so much. So the show starts, the music the lighting, the setting, it's amazing. And then as the looks come down the runway, I like to see how are the pieces styled? So sometimes it's really interesting, like the way that they put pieces together. Is there a way that they're layering something or something is opened or buttoned? And so I'm not only watching for the pieces that are coming down and like, oh, I love this look, but do I love how this is styled together? And so a couple shows, I really love the styling was Altazara and Tory Burch. I'm mentioning the Tory Burch show again. And then I, you know, being a beauty lover, love to see the hair and makeup coming down from the shows as well. So I love seeing how are the models put together? What is the designer or brand wanting for this collection? Like what are they saying with the hair and makeup? So at the Peter Doe show, Dyson was a sponsor and the hair was really sleek and straight and they used the Dyson Corral for the hair. And so it was a nice sleek hair, but it went so well with the clothes. And then at Altazara, it was very beachy and effortless and it felt so easy and there was an ease to like the makeup as well and there was a lot of models who had short hair and so from that show I noticed like okay for spring summer of next year this short effortless bob is definitely going to be a hair trend because it's not a bob where it's like sleek straight it was like an air dried messy hair and I love that hair look so I love seeing the hair and makeup from each of the shows too at Carolina Herrera it was a bold lip and so I love seeing how that looks and being inspired by that. Recently, I had a podcast episode. You guys have to go back and listen to it. And it is with Ring Concierge. So I have been a customer and client of their brand for a few years and I love it. And so in this episode, we talked all about engagement rings and rings and investment pieces and buying. And I really believe in investing in quality pieces, not only that are just classic, but also trendy being so important. So that's why I have been obsessing over Ring Concierge now for years. It really is my go-to brand that offers everything from delicate and affordable pieces to major blank statements like a gorgeous tennis bracelet or if you're in the market custom engagement rings that are insane so definitely go listen to the episodes you can get some inspiration of how to shop and how to find out what works for you some of my favorite pieces that I wear all the time are my Zodiac necklace and my personalized Summer Fridays medallion necklace that I created to celebrate Summer Fridays turning three. They're such special, memorable pieces for me that I just love to layer whether I'm wearing them dressed up or dressed down. They're such high quality pieces and they have a variety of styles available from delicate to major bling, fine jewelry to custom bridal. 
If I'm not wearing any jewelry and I just want a little something, I always feel like my most self with a pair of earrings. And I really love these solitaire diamond huggies. They start at $164. And there's also a really beautiful pair of baguette ridge diamond statement earrings. And there's also round illusion diamond studs. Ring Concierge is also female founded. Nicole was on my episode before if you guys want to go back and listen to her. And they have generously offered to give all of my followers a special promo code when you check out. Enjoy 15% off with the code Mariana. And be sure to follow Ring Concierge on Instagram at Ring and also check out their site, ringconcierge.com. So once all that happens, all the people will walk down the runway. You take pictures and videos. It's so exciting. You can kind of tell when there's a favorite look because everyone's phone goes up at the same time. And then at the end, all of the models will come out together. They'll be like the entire show. And then as the last model goes back, the designer or the brand or somebody will come out. They sometimes like walk a little bit. They'll maybe go say hi or thank you to their friends or family or if they have kids or a spouse or if there's a special guest with them, they'll walk out with that guest. So I went to the Fendi show and it was so amazing. Like the ending of it was so great. Altazara, Joseph Altazara came out and he came out with his daughter. It was such a cute moment. And so seeing these moments of this interaction at the end is so sweet. At the Peter Doe show, he came out and I believe it was someone in his family and she was crying. And it was such a sweet moment that it made me tear up because you could see how happy she was for him. And it's even making me tear up thinking about it now because having a brand, I just know how much hard work goes into a singular event or a launch. So I can only imagine a full collection you're putting your whole heart and soul into, especially if you're a young independent brand, you don't have as much money as these big brands to do a huge production. And you're putting your all into these pieces that are walking down the runway. And it's like you spend months and months of time doing this and how much hard work it is and getting everybody there. And so it's so special. It goes by so fast. And then the person walks out, everybody cheers and claps for them. And then everybody runs to the door because they've got to get to their next show. So they are running out to their car. They're trying to get to the elevator and it's on to the next show. So let's chat now about how to get invited to shows. So I think I've been doing this since I've been doing this so long. I feel like it's changed over the years. And when I first started, I was on the media side and then I started my YouTube channel, blog and Instagram. And then at the very beginning, brands were like, okay, we only have a couple seats for influencers. We're prioritizing these other people. And then it really started to shift where they were making more room for Instagrammers, content creator, influencers. And then, you know, TikTok, when I went to my last fashion week pre-pandemic, which was February of 2020, I just started following people on TikTok at that time. Like I had TikTok, I think I was following like a handful of people and they were just starting to like make a buzz in the industry. And then in that time of the pandemic, there was no fashion weeks, no events. And so many new creators came about in that time and they were creating incredible fashion content. Obviously the videos could go viral. So the views were really high, the engagement's high. So then I talked about that EMV, that earned media value before. So the first fashion week, you know, post pandemic, which would have been September of 2021, which I didn't attend because I was like not ready to like, like quite go yet. It was really different. So it shifted so much of like who you saw were attended. So not only now is it like your OG blogger, influencer, content creator, Instagram people, but now you have a new section of TikTok talent as well. And so if you go to a show, if you've seen pictures of a show, there's only so many seats. So it's either you know, those seats have to come from somewhere. So if a brand has 20 influencer seats, are 10 of those for TikTok now or 20 of them for TikTok now? So you don't know what a brand's 
you know, point of view is on that of like how they're going to invite people. So that's why I never really get offended if they, you know, don't extend an invitation for me or don't accept my request because there's only so many seats and you don't know what their goal is and like why they would want you there. So there's only so many seats available on the show. And it's like if, you, if they're going to invite 20 people, they need to have the best 20 people come for their goal of what they want for the show. So if their goal is EMV, you might see 20 TikTokers because they want to hit like really big numbers. They want to have the biggest reach. They want the most chance to go viral. If they really care about street style photography and they really want that editorial coverage, they might invite like 10 content creators who are like model off duty kind of style, make sure they're all dressed so they get photographed on the way in so that they get a lot of street style coverage. They might want traditional influencers who are really good for brand positioning or awareness. So there's different reasons why those seats are filled a certain way and it's whatever the goal of the brand is. But the way that I try to think about, you know, even trying to secure a relationship with the brand is it can't be like, okay, it's September 1st, fashion week starting next week. And I'm going to reach out to this brand I've never talked to before. You really need to build the relationship long-term with the designers or the PR agencies throughout the year. So if you saw fashion week this last week, and you know that in February or September of next year, you want to go to a show. It's a brand that you love. You already buy their stuff. You admire them. You really want to work with them. The time is like now to start working on that relationship. So Is it either buying a piece of clothing, shooting it, sending it to the brand? Is it reaching out to them and saying, I love your brand. I would love to be loaned a look. Can I shoot this and send you over some content? I'd be happy to post. And then start working on a relationship with them so that between now and the next show, if they have any opportunities, any events or anything happening, or if you have any key moments where you want to wear their clothes and you want to share them, then you can work with them in between so that when the time comes for the show and you send a request, you're top of mind, you've supported the brand or organically between shows and they know that you already have a relationship with them. So when you request, it's not like a random cold email. You guys have already like a working relationship. So let's say one of the shows that was amazing this season was Tibby. I could either like loan a Tibby look or I could buy something or if I already have something that I own, I'll post a picture or stories or links or something and then send it over to the brand so that they know that I shared it. And then they also get an idea of like what your EMV is. So because it's already registering in their system, they have an idea if this person were to post my brand, what it might look like. If you aren't, you know, already in contact with the brand or you don't have a relationship with them, you can reach out to them. So I wouldn't say that Instagram DM is the best place to reach out to a brand because Oftentimes, the person who's responding to Instagram DMs from a brand is a social media contact or maybe they're a community management person or their customer service. So that's not going to be the right contact for PR. So that PR person probably isn't handling the Instagram DMs. So I would try to look on LinkedIn, try to find an email online. And then if all else fails, then maybe go to DM and say, I'd love to reach out to the PR contact or somebody who works with influencers. Could you please pass along their email? I'd love to be in touch about the brand or something like that. But don't expect to get that response from DM because I think it's like different departments. But you have to do like a little bit of work to like find out who these people are and get their information. And then you can reach out and then try to build that organic relationship. Then when the time comes for the season, you can say, hey, X show, whatever show you want to go to. I would love to reach out because I'd love to request for the upcoming fashion week or show or whatever they have going on. Here's some examples of where I shared the brand in the past. I would love to be considered. And that's it. 
And so at least it's on their radar. They've seen that you posted and shared organically and that they know that you're going to be attending Fashion Week. So maybe even if they can't accept you for the Fashion Week show because it's so limited, they only have so many seats, they might have an event going on where they can invite maybe 100 people or 50 people, and then you can be considered to go for there. It's definitely really competitive. That's like the difficult part of it, I guess, of like the requesting part is... I've had to like not get my feelings hurt or not get FOMO if I don't go to something. So I have a pretty good idea of like, if I request for a show, like, will they accept my invitation? Will they extend an invite to me directly? If I don't have a relationship with a brand and I've never worn them before, talked to them before, and we don't have like an existing relationship, we've never gone to like lunch or coffee or haven't been to their events. I totally understand why I wouldn't be invited to something. It's definitely a bummer when there's a brand that I love, I wear their stuff, I post their stuff, I go to their events, I support them, and then I don't get invited to a show. But now it's like I understand because I like now on the business side that if there's only 10 seats available, they need their best 10 people to come. And there might be people who are serving the purpose that they need, whether it's EMV or photos or press or whatever it is. So I understand why, even though I get bummed about it, but it's okay. I try not to get FOMO so much. And then I know if something isn't like on brand for me specifically, if I don't get invited, like it's totally fine. It's also such a busy week that it's okay if I don't get to go to something because then I just take the opportunity to rest. But then I know, okay, if I really didn't get invited to the show and I love this brand, I wear their stuff, what can I do between now and the next show where I can build that relationship? Like, is that really important to me that this is something I want to focus on? Do I even think this brand would actually invite me? So if you're thinking about attending a show, just remember that there's only so many seats available. So like for me, if people don't invite me to a show, I'm like, you know what? They only had 10 seats, 20 seats. They need to have their best 20 people. I didn't make the cut and that's okay. So because because each department only gets X amount of seats. It's not like there's endless seats available. So I understand if I'm not invited to something. But if you fall into that category, it's like, okay, what can I do for the brand? Why would they choose me? Like, what can I offer to the brand that is just as good as the other people that are going or better? Or like, why would they want to have me there? And when you're pitching to the brand that you want to attend, definitely lead with that. So whatever you are the best at or what you think you can uniquely offer them, definitely show that in the content and when you're reaching out so that they're like, okay, yeah, I would love to have this person here because this is what I'm going to get out of it. And ultimately, it really just depends like what does a brand want from a show? There is a fall sale coming up in just a few days. If you guys are ready to shop, Macy's has a VIP sale and it's arrived just in time to get everything you need to be cozy this fall. From September 23rd to October 3rd, get 30% off regular sale and clearance items plus 15% off beauty. That's 30% off pretty much everything from clothing, shoes, handbags to home decor and appliances. So check out Macy's.com. Again, that's Macy's.com from September 23rd to October 3rd. When I shop a sale, I like to think about like what are investment pieces that I want to wear all the time that I was going to buy anyway at some point in time, but maybe I just need to stock up on them. And denim is always something that I always have in my closet, whether it's a skinny pair of jeans or a boot cut pair. It's something that I especially love in the fall. There are so many Levi's on here. If you guys haven't shopped on here, there's a bunch of different styles. So there's a mile high, super skinny jeans. They have a short length. So any of my petite friends out there that are looking for something in short, they also have a skinny shaping jean. There's a really great pair of 724 straight leg jeans. It comes in five different washes. So if you want black or blue denim, it also comes in the 724 straight leg crop jeans. So for me, because I'm petite, I like to buy crop jeans because then I don't have to tailor them. But then if you like the crop length, they have those too. And there's so many different washes and fits and they've also got shorts and denim jackets. I just wore a denim jacket recently and it's like the perfect layering piece for me for fall. 
So again, the Macy's VIP sale is happening from September 23rd to October 3rd, and you'll get 30% off plus 15% off beauty. That's Macy's.com. So if a brand wants sales, they might be inviting a certain type of influencer that they know pushes a ton of sales. If they want press, they might invite like buzzy people. Like, is this person in the news for something relevant right now? Like, do they have a big podcast that they can talk about? Are they, you know, friends of somebody where if we sit the next to each other, like they're going to get a big press moment, which this is a celebrity moment, not an influencer moment, but you guys might've seen from the Michael Kors show the other day, Anne Hathaway sat next to Anna Wintour. And this picture was going viral because it was like devil wears Prada in real life. She was wearing an outfit kind of inspired by her character in the movie. And so are you going to get a press moment out of this person attending? If it's EMV, then maybe it's a big TikToker or Instagrammer who can send like a lot of EMV out that's going to get a lot of views and engagement. Or it's a street style person or maybe it's a VVIP. So invites come from a couple different areas and whatever the importance is to the brand. So the invites can either come from the brand directly, PR or sponsors. And then when I attend fashion weeks, I kind of ask you guys first, like what kind of content do you want to see? Because if you don't care about shows as much, maybe it's not the show specifically, but you want to see like, what did I wear to the show? How did I style my hair? What makeup did I wear? Like, how did I style a look that they gave me to kind of feel like more personal to myself? So I think about the content that you would want. And then I think about the content that would make the brand happy. So what does the brand want from me? Do they want me to post something? Do they want a link story tap? Do they want to be on my feed? Do they want a reel? Like what kind of content would make the brand happy so that they're happy that they invited me, that a seat went to me, that they are getting what they want out of it? And then I also just like to think about like generic content in the city. So if I'm going to New York Fashion Week, where am I getting coffee before I'm going to the shows? If I have a break, like where am I hanging out? What part of town am I in? What hotel did I go to? So that it's not just about Fashion Week, but it's my experience in the city. So one of the most important parts, I guess, about Fashion Week is how do we get paid? I talked about this in my episode with Chris Lim, if you guys want to go back of like how she does Fashion Week and how it's an investment, but it's definitely an investment at first. So just like, you know, any other job, I guess at the beginning, you're trying to work your way up, you're investing a little bit, and then you start to get like some paid opportunities and bigger opportunities. Obviously, if somebody, you know, overnight got a really big platform, then maybe their first fashion week ever, they have a lot of jobs. But for most people, it's definitely not like that. So at first, it was an investment for me. I wasn't making any money from it at all. And then I started attending and then I would either go with a brand or a sponsor or I would get different paid opportunities. So it'd either be for the entire week, a brand would have me go, or I would just get like different opportunities on different days. So before how I'd gone, I would go with like a certain sponsor who was doing hair like for the entire week. And then I would go with them. They would pay for like my flight, hotel to attend shows. And then because of that, I would go to the shows that they were sponsoring and then I would post and attend those shows. Now that's not the way that I go. So I go kind of like a different way where I'm going to go anyway. So I'm going to pay for my flight in my hotel and then I'll take jobs while I'm there. So the brand knows that I'm there. They're not having to cover my flight or hotel because there's a lot of people who are already attending, but they can pay me for certain things throughout the week. So maybe it's an event attendance or maybe it's a show attendance plus an Instagram feed post or reel or stories from the show. A lot of times for the event appearances, it will either be like for a presentation or an event that's happening around fashion week. So it'll say like, you know, I have to go for X amount of minutes or hours, whatever like the time commitment is. You can post in real time on stories or feed. You have to wear the outfit to the event. And then that item is available now to shop. So when you post it on your stories, you have a link to the item that's already selling. So it's a, a couple different scenarios of like how you could make money through Fashion Week. But it's definitely an investment at first. And some of the costs would be your flight, 
hotel, food. You don't have to pay to attend shows. So going to the show is free. You get invited by the brand. And then you might pay for your own clothes if you wanted to shop for it. But a lot of times for the shows, they end up loaning me stuff. So I think I only wore like one of my own outfits the entire week. And I wore my own shoes. But for all the shows that I went to and events that I went to, I got dressed by the brand. So I actually didn't really need to buy like new clothes for this time. There's cost if you get your hair and makeup done. And then if you shoot with a photographer or a videographer. So for my like sponsored jobs, I like to work with a photographer, especially for like some of like the more high end and luxury brands. So I want to make sure that the photos are on brand and up to quality of those brands that I work with. So then I invest in a photographer who can work with me on different projects. And then you might think like, okay, but why do you even want to go? Like, what is the point of being there? And I think that you can be a successful influencer. You can have an amazing business. You can work with luxury brands. You can do all these things and you don't have to attend fashion week. So it's not like a make it or break it thing where if you go, it's absolutely necessary for your career, but it definitely helps. But I don't think it hurts if you don't go. So there's been seasons where I skipped or I didn't go or I didn't go to different cities and that's fine. And my career was still exactly the same. But if fashion is something you want to work on specifically or it's something that's important to you, then attending is definitely helpful just know that there's like, like, don't take it personally if you don't get an invite to something. Like there's so many things I don't get invited to and it's okay. Like it doesn't validate who you are if you do get invited to something. Like I, I get excited if I go and then I try not to be bummed if I don't go because I understand like if there's only 10 people, like they don't have endless amounts of seats. So I totally understand if I'm not here. But I, like I love when shows do places at big venues because that means they can invite more people so then more people get to come. But there's so many benefits if you get to go. And even if you're not attending fashion shows, there ends up being so many events and things during the week. And you could just be in the city and network and see people. And I love seeing so many friends. So I got to see so many friends from around the world. I got to see, you know, we did a press event. So I got to see editors and people too. So there's ended up being like so many things to do during the week that you're there that it's really great for networking. Everyone's busy, but you end up seeing so many people out that it's a really good time just to get some face time with people. And if you do want to position yourself as a fashion influencer that works with certain types of brands, it's a great way to align with them. This is especially helpful if you don't live in New York and LA and you live in maybe another city where there's not that many fashion events in the city that you live in. So it's a great way to go meet a lot of people, network, position yourself with brands that you care about and be in the city where there's so many things happening that you want for your career. But again, like you do not have to go to Fashion Week to prove yourself as an influencer. You don't have to go there to be successful in the job that you have. Like there are so many friends that I have who don't go and they have amazing careers and they work with like my favorite fashion brands. They do so many amazing cool things and it's totally fine if you don't go and then it's totally fine if you skip a season and you can just make it what you want like if you want a crazy schedule and you want to go to everything great if you want to go to one thing and enjoy the city while you're there that's great too it's like whatever you want from it and then another benefit too is just showing like a different type of content. So maybe it's you're dressing more fun in a different city or your followers really care about fashion weeks and trends. So there's so many benefits for like the receiving end of the content as well. So that's just a little bit about fashion week and what it's like to attend and how to attend and why brands invite certain people. And if you guys have any other questions, let me know on Instagram and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.